Come on. Welcome to Dave and Mahoney. So we have some friends that would have kids and they don't leave the house for three months. My wife, like four hours into having a kid, she's like, we're going to Target. <laughs> Dave and Mahoney. I put a sleep mask on. It's dude, in the afternoon when the sun's out because even with your blinds are closed. You live like a divorcee. <laughs> like with a silk robe with fuzzy sleeves. Just wake up to get his Amazon Prime package at you the door. You are Hugh Hefner without the-, the harem of women. <laughs> the Dave and Mahoney Show. I would love to hear Audrey do more um, chair impersonations. <laughs> Come on, Audrey. Just give him a little, give him a little taste. <laughs> Why? Just a little taste. It's so good. Please. No matter how hard I try. Yes. 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 All right. And now, this is Dave and Mahoney. Hello, friends. Got some good news and some bad news to kick things off today. What would you like first there, Mahoney? Dave, why don't we start off today's show with some bad news? So I don't know if you're on the same news cycle as I am, but every single time that I open my little Apple News app, all I see is stories about these miracle weight loss drugs. And oh, yeah. Ozempic and Wegovy. And look, I understand that, I mean, since the dawn of time, people have been looking for shortcuts to lose weight. I would love a safe and effective shortcut to lose weight. Is Ozempic it? I don't know. But, you know, I'd be willing to try it if it wasn't so damn expensive. Well, and also it has, you know, there are people who actually have diabetes yeah. out there who are having problems getting this. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. And, I mean, I honestly, you know, I- I'd like to see it studied for a little bit longer. Sure. And they're talking about, you know, possibly coming in pill form, which is a lot more appealing than having, having to, to jab inject. yourself yeah. every week and all that stuff. Um, but we haven't heard a ton of stories about side effects, which is encouraging, right? Other than doesn't it make you poop well, a fair it, amount? It, you know, nausea, constipation, sure. kind of like the normal stuff that any drug has to warn you of it does. Uh, but this, and you know, this is not a widespread thing, so don't freak out if you are taking one of these drugs. But um, there is a, a, a side effect that is very serious that we're hearing about now from some people that have been taking it. What's that? It's stomach paralysis. That doesn't sound great. It's not, so... These drugs, they work by mimicking kind of the natural home hormone that's made by the body. It's a GLP-1. And one of the roles is to slow down the passage of food through the stomach so you just feel full uh-huh. longer, right? Yeah, you're not well, eating as much. If the stomach, though, slows down too much, that can cause problems. And some people have been diagnosed with stomach paralysis, which seems to potentially have been caused or exacerbated by the medication. Mm. But again, you know, small number of people. This other one, though, does not sound great either. One woman uh, has been diagnosed with cyclical vomiting syndrome which causes her to throw up multiple times a day. Oh, so basically you just become bulimic. Yeah, so like kind of a, a, a win-win, really, if you're looking oh, yeah. to lose weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah both <laughs> ends. Really really slim down. Uh, some good news today as well, Mahoney. You've got a good friend that works for UPS, and it was big news this week that uh, the UPS and the Teamsters have reached a tentative collective bargaining agreement just days before their contract was going to expire, which could have led to a strike. So it's a proposed five-year deal that includes... Higher wages for Teamster workers, air conditioning in trucks, which yep. is pretty Huge. nuts that they don't have that right Especially now. Especially if you work, I mean, like right now we're dealing with record heats across the country. And you think about like, again, my friend's in real good shape because he's worked for UPS for 22 years. Yeah. You know, but he's also had many hernia surgeries and all this other stuff. But like summertimes, it gets crazy in there. I can imagine, right? I mean, if yeah. you're talking about it being Upgr- 115 your- degrees or in a lot of parts of the country where it's just 100 degrees, but the humidity, it's like... You can't cool down. Yeah, it's brutal. And you're carrying packages all day, a lot of them heavy, and you're going up well, and, and down Well, even the driveways. way that some of the trucks are, the way the trucks are arranged, there's, you know, packages in there that weigh over 150 pounds. You know, it's a, you know, my friends, it's, a, it's been a great job, but I can tell you this, he is very excited to retire when that day comes. I bet. They're, they're going to hire 30,000 new drivers as well. So existing part-time workers going to make a minimum of $21 an hour, where full-time mer- workers going to make an average of $49 an hour. So the contract would also stop uh, mandatory overtime on driver's days off. So overall, it sounds like it's a good agreement for them. And most importantly, I was just selfishly worrying about my Amazon packages, and it looks like they're going to be just No, no, fine. those are still delivered by uh, the non non uh Non-employee Amazon drivers, Dave. Is that what it is? Yeah, you don't got to worry about that. Thanks for joining us today. Dave Mahoney. It's the Dave and Mahoney Show. Audrey, out of all the people in your life, the person that you seem to love the absolute most, I mean, you guys have been close since day number one, is obviously me and Mahoney. But just just (laughs) after that, 
Uh, it's your dad. Like you yeah. guys have a great relationship, yes. and you're actually headed to Seattle to go spend some time with with your dad, which is really exciting. I'm a daddy's girl. Can't wait to go. And you guys always have a great time. You know, he's a big foodie, and so you guys get dressed up in nice clothes. You go out to a nice dinner. Like mm-hmm. there's few things in life better than that. No, man, that's like legit peak. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so does he you buy know, them dinners? Yeah, man, happy birthday. <laughs> but also, like, you guys are going to, uh, like, a Tears for Fears concert. That's something that's, like, a, a cute shared thing. You've actually been really into it recently. But, yeah. you know, he grew up with that. And yeah. so to have you guys enjoying legitimately the right. same type of music and being able to go to the show together. Was your dad a Tears for Fears guy he in had, the 80s? He was in, he was in radio in the 80s. And, and whenever I was telling him, like, I had an earworm for the Tears for Fears uh just Dude, their greatest album, hits is one yeah. of the yeah. It's so some of the best, you know, one of the, one of the all time greats. Yeah, and he was telling me that he just has a lot of fond memories of radio during that time during the Tears for Fear era. Oh, really? So, but yeah, Audrey, who is actually a very good gift giver, has been preparing for her father's birthday. And since I'm sure he's not listening to this broadcast, go ahead and tell the audience what you got your father. So I originally had nothing planned. Okay, and then after me putting this in prep. I decided to actually get him a gift, and I hope that it's good. Uh, everybody likes banana pudding, right? I ordered him from Magnolia from Bakery. Magnolia Bakery. Dude, done. I ordered him, so they do like a little package where you get like it might be too much banana pudding. How many? I don't how know. many pints? You get six pints. Okay. Of red velvet, regular, and then they do like a hazelnut something. See, but you just goes in the freezer and it stays good. I've done that oh, before. You have? Bossy okay. Rossi actually did that for me one year, oh, and, he did. and it holds up like really, really well. Just put it in the freezer, and it's so damn good. Okay, good because That's a great I was gift. I was nervous because usually, actually, one of like you said earlier, Dave, my my dad and I have a like a, a we share a love of food. He loves going out to eat. Same yeah. with his girlfriend Tawny. She loves eating out. So actually every year for my birthday, my dad gets me a gigantic brisket sent Ooh, to my house from one of gift. our favorite places in Texas. And that is a good gift. Dude, so I'm like, maybe I should just keep this as, maybe I should start this as a tradition. He gives me, like, will send me food or whatever. And he's also done Luminati's um, the deep dish pizzas for me before, and I'm like, maybe this should just be our thing. So that's also, why I'm, I'm kind of I'm putting a stamp on. Is it going to get there by the time you were there? So you're going to be able to eat overnight. some. I did it overnight. <laughs> Excellent. Because the thing is, is that when you first put in this that you hadn't got him anything, it's because you'd run into that same problem where, like us dudes, because your dad's a a very successful businessman and has been in the... And he's a little bit older than us. I mean, and we have everything that we could possibly want. You give a dude a credit card, like we have no impulse control. Like we just buy what we want. Like it's it's impossible. It's so funny because, dude, it, it makes me think that just... The opposite sex, like you, it's it's tough because I, as a girl, even if, you know, my mom buys whatever she wants, I'm still a girl and I have at least recommendations of things that she might not know that she would like that I could get for her. But me being a girl and looking at things that my dad might like or, or you know, your spouse or significant other or whatever... It, I draw a complete blank because like, don't I bad. don't know what dudes want. Like, yeah, ne- ne- I don't have do a dude we. brain. I, I go on Amazon all the time and I'm like, I'm just going to treat myself. And I'm like, I can't even figure out what I want. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how Dave ended up with a gold chain. <laughs> it's silver. <laughs> this is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Yay! Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. Okay, flashback. Think back to maybe like the late 90s or the early 2000s. You guys were always buying CDs and DVDs for your collections, right? So give me a percentage of the amount of CD cases that you broke right after you bought it. CDs were always the toughest to freaking help, but man, for me, it's like a minimum of 15%, but probably like 20. Message deleted. The little nipple. On the edge of the CD case. That would hold the pamphlet in? Uh-huh. uh-huh that yeah. would always that break. That went down I mean, and it was so frustrating. You talk about CDs being a bitch to open. They had, I think I had a tool. Yeah. A specific tool to open CDs. Can you imagine if you were the CD opening tool maker guy and you thought that you had it made like in the... <laughs> For the rest of my life. Yeah, in 1986, you're like, I'm rolling, brother. Yeah, then right, the Napster yeah. dude rolls around, whatever that dude's name was and just ruins everything. Every Then LimeWire comes around, ruins every home computer. 
in existence. City. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't Y two K that was going to ruin the internet and all of our home computers. It was just straight up. Teenagers and LimeWire. Yeah, we're just trying to bootleg a Stone Temple Pilot CD. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you remember how amazing though Columbia House and BMG was when you could do the the fifteen CDs for a penny? Did you do that? Yeah, all the time. That I was the only way was... I could get dirty CDs. Oh really? <laughs> my, my parents would. I remember like my mom took away like I'm trying to remember what album it was. It was like Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction, or something like that, away from me. Well, and yeah, there's there's a number of albums. I mean, my parents were were pretty conservative and strict when I was growing up, and uh, they found my collection of CDs and you know it was like early to mid 90s and so I had all the the Pearl Jams and the Nirvanas and all the the grunge era that had just exploded and yeah, I understand now, looking back on it, why they took some of that away. Because when you look, <laughs> when you thumb through Pearl Jam's ten, and you're like, this entire every, album is about doing heroin. Uh, yeah, the, every like, Soundgarden album. album. Yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. versus album from Pearl Jam. That guy, because there was uh, illustrations on the inside of of some pretty terrible things. Remember See, Tool? Yeah, Tool oh, you find the Tool album. It's over. <laughs> By that time, my parents weren't checking my stuff because early on, all I loved, all I wanted to listen to was the Beach Boys, uh huh, and Weird Al. That was like, those Weird were Al like, slapped, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, Weird yeah. Al was my first tapes that I ever had. The only album that I ever had taken away from me, my dad bought me Vanilla Ice's album <laughs> when I was in like first grade. And then he realized he'd made a terrible <laughs> no, no, mistake. No, my parents were divorced at this time. <laughs> I can't let my son listen to this nonsense. So your dad bought it for you my and da- your mom took it away? And then my mom started listening to it and she was like, this is trash. She's like, you gotta get rid of this. She's she, like, it's not even explicit. He's just a douchebag. Yeah, she hands me like a Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young uh, yeah. tape instead yeah. and like, listen to this, just, son. <laughs> here you go, buddy. Please leave a message after the tone. Mahoney, aren't you upset that they stopped the potato cakes at Arby's years ago? Don't you wish they'd bring them back? Message deleted. You know what's funny? I like that this dude knew that he could get you to bro down on this. So It's been 36 years since it's it's continuing to be still mad. I never messed around with the potato cakes. When I go to Arby's, uh, I'm I'm a big Montana, a.k.a. the large sandwich, and a curly fry with cheese sauce on the side. That's my order every time. But, Dave, I kid you not, in my... Search history. Last night, I was because you know I'm in a new ho- I'm in a new house. <laughs> you're, you're mapping out all the Arby's area. around. I'm you. like I don't know. I'm like, is there an Arby's around me? Because it's like eleven o'clock. I'm like, I need a beef and cheddar. You want you want like a big Montana at eleven p.m. Brother? I hadn't eaten. You know, Chris and I went to the movies. Yeah, you know, yeah, like oh, I didn't yeah. eat. Like it was it was one of those days where I just like didn't eat all day. Yeah, and so eleven o'clock rolls around. Did you around. go out? There's not one really near me. Which did I, you go out? Not, answer the yeah. question. <laughs> not to Arby's. There was because there's not one near me. Only okay, so what's near you? Where, where'd you go? Where'd Dude, you there's go? a jack in a box like yeah, a half mile I got from you. me. It's the Dave and Mahoney Show. So you've got to really not be into your relationship to go onto a dating show, right? Where you're gonna like test the fortitude of your relationship. Oh, you're 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 already done with that re- relationship right. in any way, shape, or form. Or it's like, just not that serious, and you know, you maybe just got into it. But these people that do shows like this one that I'm about to tell you about, it just blows me away. Because why? Like, what's the upside here? What are you talking about? So there's this new show on Netflix. It's called Deep Fake Love. Have you heard about this? <laughs> no. It's just another stupid show. But so I was on Netflix the other night, and it was one of those things where it was just previewing it. And sure. I was like, what on earth is this? And I didn't watch it because it just struck me as extraordinarily stupid. And then I started to look into the show a little bit, and it is as dumb as you would imagine. I mean, the name sounds real stupid to begin with. So here's what they do. They take five real-life couples. And then they split them up, and they put them in two different houses. And then, of course, they put a whole bunch of super hot single people into the mix in both houses where you're separated from your significant other. And then subjects experience watching their partner cheat on them in videos that may or may not be deep fakes. So they're either, A, actually cheating on you and banging somebody in this other house, while they're supposed to be there as your significant other uh-huh. because they've been put into a situation that's just rife with all of the temptation. Or you're going to sit here and watch them fake cheat on you, but it's going to look exactly like they're actually cheating on you, which, again, just can't be great for this your relationship. This sounds like the dumbest premise of a dating show I've ever heard. Uh, probably great if you're a swinger. I, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you're like, like, what, like, 
What like what do you like if you if you can deal with it if you don't break down yeah. when seeing this you're like so yeah just if you like if I was a swing I'd be like that is the gate dating game for me so the participants are asked to watch the cheating clips many of which are convincing fakes before having a guess whether the video is real or made up by AI at the end of the show the couple that guesses correctly more than anyone else is going to win one hundred and ten thousand dollars that's it I mean to like torture relationship yeah. I feel like a a security deposit on an apartment is about $110,000. At this now. point in yeah. time, yeah, yeah it so really is. Part of the premise of the show is that the couples didn't actually know what they could be subjected to in the deep fake clips, so it was all a surprise. Oh, uh, okay. So you're, you're maybe surprised that you're watching your partner cheat on you, and even if it's a, a deep fake, like... You still don't want to see that, right? Like, what are you, what are you doing? Again, unless you're a swinger. Unless you're a swinger and into it. But, yeah, um, yeah this, uh, I can't imagine that somebody walked in the front doors of Netflix, pitched them this idea. They Net- greenlit it? And Netflix went, hell yeah, what a great idea. And this is what happens when the writers and actors strike. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You know the songs, but do you know them when they sound this bad? It's Cover Your Ears. A Dave and Mahoney. Matt is joining us for a round of Cover Your Ears today. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing pretty good. So have you heard this game played before? Yes, sir. All right, so it's pretty simple. 30 seconds on the clock for each one of these songs. You're just trying to figure out the original artist and song. Mahoney is here. If you need a lifeline today, he can help out if necessary, but uh, you got to get four out of the five correct, so good luck to you. Here we go. The first one only's got um, 74 views, so not a not a ton cooking just yet, Mahoney. Who's the artist who's bringing it to us? This is KJ Hammy. Okay. I'm glad you asked. Saw her dancing there by the record machine. I love rock and roll like Joe Jack. She must have been about 17. Beats going strong. Play my favorite song. I could tell it wouldn't be long. She was with me. Yeah, me. I could tell it wouldn't be long. And we'll stop it right there. I think I, I think I heard you say something there, Matt. Well, you can let the full 30 seconds play out before you make your guess, but what did you say? I love rock and roll, Joan Jett. Easy, man. So you didn't even need the full 30 not seconds. Not a bad well, cover. Not, not a bad cover. Not a good cover. Not, a, not a bad cover. Not bad. Yeah. It's a cover. It's all right. It's a cover. KJ Hammy. Not all bad. Right. All right. The next one here is from Space is Deep. Mm. How many views? 119 views on this one. Here we go. There's Feels like about 119 views. That's about right. It's yeah. not. I don't know what it. I mean, hey, don't use me on this one. <laughs> You're not gonna be able to help out. No. Oh boy. So lifeline, maybe no good here. Do you know it on your own, Matt? Uh, I heard the song. I don't know the artist or the title. It yeah. just sounds familiar. It really does. It, You're probably gonna yeah, kick I've yourself the- here. It's it's hello, it's me by Todd Rundgren. So. I mean, ex- I never would have got that. Not not exactly like a huge smash hit, but All okay, right. no worries. So here we go on to uh, on to number three. This one is from a, a fellow named Lawrence. It's got two hundred and thirty four views on this bad boy. Still the warm entire Times are gone. Oh, is Times far too long for Tough artist to cover because, you know, he is one of the most iconic voices, in my opinion, in rock music. But Ooh. do you know it, Matt? 
Yes, it's badly uh, Black Hole Sun by Soundgarden. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's not a, not a great version of it. That's, oh. again, Chris Cornell, very, very tough to cover, man. Yeah. All right, here we go on to number four. You're doing great. We got two more to go. Uh, Mahoney is still available as a lifeline if needed. She rules her life like a fine sky lark and when the sky is starless. All your life you've never seen a woman the wind would you stay if she promised you heaven will you ever win will you ever win you know that's not, not bad, bad. I, mean, not that's, bad. That's, I mean when you when you're trying to cover this source material yeah. uh, that's i mean that is a uh, a bold choice uh, 1100 views on that one so not definitely bad. a few more but matt do you know it yeah that's a uh, rhiannon by uh, stevie nicks or Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac, yeah, absolutely, man. Well done. All right, so you got three correct. It all comes down to this last one. Mahoney is still available as a lifeline. And some good news here, this last one, the most popular, 2,000 views from Buff Carell. <laughs> the artist is called Buff, Buff Carell. Here okay. we go. wrong with 2,000 people where you did would this, seek that out? Did this guy lose a bet? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Matt, you got it for the win, or you need some help? Yeah, that's a Dexy's Midnight Runners uh, Come on, Eileen. Close enough. Yeah. yeah, well done, man. Well done, brother. Didn't even need a lifeline on that one, and nope. you dunked. Well done. Dave at Ed Mahoney. When your lifetime goal is to own a partial interest in a fireworks stand, it's the Redneck Report. <laughs> David Mahoney. Mahoney, I have two words for you that maybe have never been put together. What's that, Dave? That I think you'll find interesting because they involve drugs and food. I thought you were going to say butts. Uh, butts not involved, mm. at least that we know with this my story. my favorite kind of redneck report story, drugs and butts. This is hibachi meth. <laughs> Those are not two that I would put together uh, before hibachi meth. Tell yeah. me more. So a Japanese hibachi steakhouse in Florida has to permanently close after seven customers alleged that they tested positive for meth after eating at the restaurant. Was the hibachi chef, like, throwing uh, the, like, meth pipe directly into their mouth I like it was, it was a shrimp? A shrimp. <laughs> no, so I guess the sheriff's office opened an investigation after a couple of groups of people said they were seated together and they felt drugged and odd after they ate at the restaurant. Members of both groups went to the hospital where at least seven of them tested positive for meth. A to-go container from the restaurant also tested and came back positive for meth. So I don't know how meth got mixed into this particular hibachi grill and why all these people were eating it. But um, the restaurant's done as a result. Where was this at? It's in Florida. So, I mean, maybe if this was like Kansas or something. Sure. You know, Ohio. But a hibachi restaurant. In Florida. That yeah. Meth would be one of the last drugs I would suspect was in hibachi. What drugs would you suppose are in hibachi? Cocaine. Yeah. 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 Cocaine shrimp. Maybe. Maybe. Good. Maybe mm -hmm. some uh, ecstasy or molly. I mean, they are always very happy. They and are. If you're if you're on some MDMA, yeah. you're probably going to be a lot more impressed with that tiny volcano. I just can't <laughs> picture a methed out hibachi chef. That is just nah. like I, I think if you put that to like one of those AI generators to create an image, it would it would break it. I just feel like they, yeah, they'd be dropping the knife everywhere, and like they wouldn't be able to do anything they were trying to pull off. And where are you doing meth? You are in the center. Yeah. Like where did you go? Or they might just be pumping out hibachi left and right like a lot quicker. Like. Maybe you're Maybe right, man. Yeah, I, super I feel chopping. Like, I feel like the uh, the sushi rolls would be really ugly, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a lady who's uh, maybe very stupid, but very determined at the same time. Uh, a woman from Florida was arrested twice in Kentucky after she tried to steal two different vehicles on the same day. So the 59-year-old was arrested at 12:47 p.m. near a Walmart. A man reported that he was loading groceries in the back of his Dodge pickup while his wife was sitting in the passenger seat when a woman just got in and stole his truck. What? The man opened the driver's side door. She attempted to drive away, but 
forgot to put the truck into gear. Ah, uh, so it just... Mm. So she was arrested for theft and taken to jail. She gets out of jail and oh, then... Hold up. You got out of jail the same the day same you tried day. to just yep. steal a truck? She got out of jail, went straight to the public library. She saw a woman driving away, uh, or a man saw a woman driving away in his Toyota and called the cops. Officers found the car, stopped it, and later identified it was the same woman. She'd stolen a second car in the same day. Why is it? Every time I get arrested, I'm in jail for like two days. Right. I got I to gotta eat a dry-ass bologna sandwich. I wear a jumpsuit that's... Giving me a mammal toe, cutting my newts. Mm-hmm. But this lady's getting out same day. Same day. Also, are, am I the only one who's shocked by people who are over the age of 50? Who This lady's almost 60. 59 years old, And yeah. you're still doing stupid things like that. Like, how did you survive to get this old? It's, how, like, at this point. Right. If you see, like, a 17-year-old doing this, you're like, okay, you're a moron, like but you're going to learn. The, 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 like, the, 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 like, if you've... Done real stupid stuff. That's around the time you start dying. Yeah. Like, yeah. how? How are you that old? 59. And you're this yeah. stupid. It's unbelievable. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. When you're looking for love, hey, baby, you want Then all the wrong places. You want to see what a mistake looks like? It's the missed connection inspection on Dave and Mahoney. Mahoney, everyone's out there looking for love in their own special way. And some people decide that if they didn't have the chance when they saw somebody out in the wild, they're going to take this to Craigslist in the hopes that perhaps, and it's not totally out of the question, I'm sure it's happened before, they're going to find somebody that loves them back and maybe even that very special person they saw out and about. Dave, we want to help these freaks fly their flags as high as they can. There is a lid for every pot. And many years ago, we put our hands on a stack of penthouse form letters, playboys and hustlers, and we promised to help them find these misconnection loves someday, somehow. It is our job as uh, as broadcasters to try to take these messages and expose them to as many people as possible because we love love. This first one, speaking of love, is entitled, I Gave You Donkey Food. Oh, no. This is from a guy uh, looking for a woman. He said, you pulled up as we were leaving, and I gave you a bag of donkey food. You seem flirty. I'm awkward. Doubt you'll see this, but I hope that you do. Tell me what car you pulled up in. Did you just have a? Do you work at a donkey feed shop? Right, like I mean, or did you just have you were in a you were in a parking lot? You had some spare donkey feed. Like when I first saw, I gave you donkey food. I'm like, mm, is that a euphemism? Sort of, yeah, oh boy. Also, don't you think of like donkey food or donkey feed is just carrots? Because that's what all I imagine is that donkeys eat just carrots, just carrots all day every day, yeah, just straight carrots. Uh, so this next one is a woman looking for a man. It is redhead wanted for. Friendship by Italian man. Excuse me, this is a man for a woman. This is the man casting for a redhead. Okay. And he is describing himself here. Said, handsome, masculine, six foot, 165, clean, and on point. This is in all caps. Looking for a redhead buddy that needs mentoring. Smart, clean, masculine, a must. Thank you. Wait. That's a man for a woman? Is a man for a woman? That's got to be man for man. I mean, it kind of sounds like it. Or maybe just messed up in the world. You just really want, uh, you don't don't know where you're posting at there, buddy? He could just want a masculine woman. That could be it, too. A big, beefy lady. He did say buddy, though. Yeah, he did say buddy. Yeah. Yeah, Mm. but we all know what that means. Uh, This next one is the man in the leather pants at concert. (laughs) This is a woman for a man. You were at the concert with friends. All of whom seemed to be straight while you were living your cutest queer life in your leather pants. I spoke to you briefly toward the end of the concert and was amazed to find out that you were straight too. Would love to get to know you and see what other moves you were hiding as you were quite fetching. I, I know. So if you mistook this dude as a gay guy, like, okay, so you guys buddy down. You're looking realized, for a platonic best friend? Sure. I mean, that happens, right? But then, like, you realize that it was a mistake. Like, why put that into the post? Yeah, just leave that out. Yeah, like, just be like, hey, you're great looking. I loved your leather pants. Also, uh, women, for some reason, are attracted to leather pants. No, they are not. You sure? No, Dave. come on. Women don't, like, unless you are, like, John Travolta in Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. No woman is like, you know what I want my man in? Like, could you imagine, like, if your wife brought home something sexy for you to wear and it was leather pants? You'd be like, you got, what are you trying, are you trying to blackmail me? 
you try what's what's going on here? And the last one here, uh, this uh, may be a euphemism. In fact, I'm sure it is. Is a man for a woman said looking for a flute cleaner. Oh no, have a flute that needs cleaning. Seems clogged. Will be headed to the Wyndham area and would love to stop by or meet up. M e a t. Hit me up. Uh, All right. Okay. Meet. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. So, Mahoney, you and I saw easily the funniest thing that we've ever seen on an airplane just a couple of weeks ago when we were on that flight together. There's a girl that got up just before takeoff, and she went to use the restroom up front. She's having kind of a hard time finding the door. You're like, this is sort of weird. She comes out of the restroom a little, little later while mm-hmm. everyone else is in their seats and goes and sits down, and then the flight attendant looks in the bathroom Walks over to her seat, which is about halfway through the plane, says, come with me, makes her walk up to the front of the plane and flush. And it almost certainly had to be a number two. And even if it was a number one, everybody on the plane assumed it was a deuce. And so she had a, I mean, walk of shame back to her seat. Just, I've never seen somebody look more broken than that woman in that moment. But as far as, you know, like, Going number two on a plane. I mean, that woman was very bold to walk up when there's a plane full of people that are all seated waiting to take off. Yeah, they hadn't even, they they were in the middle of the damn safety procedure, which the the flight attendants get rowdy when you do that. Uh, That's that's their moment to shine, man. Exactly. You got to pay attention. That's right. The way I'm pointing to these exits. Well, I choose to try to be very cautious with what I consume before I get onto a plane just because, you know, we've all been there before where your your stomach's Dave, really we're not terrorists. You. We're not bringing a bomb on a plane. Right. I don't, don't want to have to blow up this bathroom. We're not going to eat a bunch of Popeyes, which it should be illegal to have Popeyes in airports to begin with. Or it, it should be illegal for you to bring Popeyes as a carry-on and eat it on a plane as well. So this is, I believe, some form of terrorism. Not exactly sure what it is, but um, there was, it wasn't even originally on the menu, but they were handing out chicken legs from KFC to all of the passengers on a British Airways flight, which was a 12-hour flight from London to the Bahamas. So wait, you're getting Bahama? You're getting KFC in the Bahamas no, on a 12-hour flight from the UK. But even still, but you don't want KFC over in London. KFC UK is no, no. good. Yeah, that's a, no. yeah. So the flight was about to take off when the crew learned that they had a catering problem and the the plane's catering carts were not properly chilled, so all the food had to be thrown out. When the plane landed in the Bahamas, they were also um, able to get some additional food, but KFC was the answer and you're like, "Man, if you're given KFC on a 12-hour flight, do you risk it? Because you look around and everyone else is simultaneously eating KFC. Do you realize how risky that is? I mean, that plane is, I mean, you could you could gas that plane out real quick with that much KFC being thrown around on a 12-hour flight. But here's the thing, Dave. I feel like if you're on a 12-hour flight, it's more socially acceptable if you got to blow up a bathroom. I mean, sure, because they even normally on flights that are that long international, they'll have like the, the, the bigger, larger bathroom. Yeah. But still, if, because we've heard of poop cruises before, right? Like yeah. Carnival Cruise has one of those annually. Um, but we've never heard of a poop flight before. Like, there's only so many bathrooms on an airplane. That could have gotten real bad real quick. I just want to know who. <laughs> working on this airline when they discovered that all their food had gone bad chose KFC out of all the possible options to get food quick. Also, like, you're at the airport, you're like, all right, somebody go get in line and get us uh, 400 KFC meals to go, please. Maybe somebody just stop by Sabaro too? Something. This is David Mahoney. Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. Yeah, Mahoney, well, first of all, this is Tom. Um, uh, First of all, I love your show, but I heard Mahoney say something, and I I got a comment on it because please tell me I misheard it and did not hear you say that you wanted to put an Arby's in your backyard. Arby's. They should, it should be illegal for them to even claim that what they serve is food. So please tell me I misheard what you said. Message um, deleted. We are not elitists here at the Dave Mahoney Show. And yes, if I won Powerball or Mega Millions, Mega Millions is at almost $900 million mm-hmm. right now. I 100% would put my own personal Arby's. Actually, hand to God, <laughs> off the air today, 
when Dave and I were having a conversation. Yeah, this is true. I said, because I was looking at for the nearest Arby's last night near my house, because there's just not one at down 11, here. At 11 p.m., by the way. I didn't eat yesterday, Dave. Oh, no. I was hungry. I was feeling like some roast beef. I said, I should franchise an Arby's down there. We've done the math on it. We know how much it costs to open and operate an Arby's. And can we swing it? Well, I didn't look <laughs> no. at the fran- I didn't look at the <laughs> no. the one thing we didn't include in our because it was, it costs about three million dollars a year to run personally. Oh, for it's, us, it's three million dollars, but that includes but the construction and the and, staffing yeah. and the electricity, all oh, of the things that are yeah, working. Yeah, not even close. Yeah, yeah no way. No, I'm googling no how way. much does it cost to start. What is the cheapest franchise we could start? No, no, no. No, it's not that we don't want to start a cheap franchise. I think an Arby's would kill. And if you are not, again, we're not. I mean, what did Arby's kill? When's the last time that you saw somebody build a new Arby's? Because every time that I go to an Arby's, it is 150,000 years old. The initial investment that we need for an Arby's restaurant ranges between $336,000 and about nine hundred thousand dollars. So we, mm. if we came in, if we, if we all pulled all of our money together, and we could somehow come up with about five hundred thousand dollars, we get a nice mid-range <laughs> Arby's, mid-range Arby's, yep, that we, we can get down uh-huh. there. And uh, I, th- I think it would serve, uh, it would serve a purpose, man. We'll, we'll open this restaurant, and half of the revenue is just going to come from him. Well, I would <laughs> like, like to think that, except him. for he spent all of his money building the damn thing. That's yeah. that's a it's, if we're leasing the land that we're on. If we want to buy the land that we're on, we're looking closer to three quarters of a million. To more like two and a half million dollars. Mm, I mean, you can swipe my card if you want. I don't think it's going <laughs> to work. Gonna go through. Is, it, is it legal for us to get a GoFundMe for the show to start our own Arby's? Why not? Mm. Think the lawyers will sign off on that? You bet. Okay. Have any of you learned anything interesting this week? Message deleted. I did. I actually learned that if there's you play, not an Arby's close to your house, <laughs> there's not an Arby's within <laughs> ten miles. It's disappointing. I did learn this week, which kind of blew me away. If you play in just one Major League Baseball game, you will have medical coverage for you and your entire family for the rest of your life. So you're saying, dude, if you get called up just once. Or if you could somehow convince a professional team that's like the Oakland Athletics who are the worst team in professional sports right now to call you up just to relief for one pitch in one game near hmm. the end of the season where it doesn't mean anything, you could have medical coverage for the rest of your life. So you're saying that you've got a chance, brother. It's not too late for you? I think we wait. You know, we, we I think, Dave, we start training well, now. Well, hold on a second because yeah. I learned something new just yesterday when we were leaving the movie theater because Mahoney had a napkin stuck to the bottom of his uh, shoe. Mm-hmm. And could not bend over to take the napkin off his shoe. He was using his other foot to try to remove it. So I learned that Mahoney, I don't think, can bend over and tie his shoe today. I took a vow of non-bending, non-jumping, non-running many years ago, and I adhere to all of those. Uh, but you're going to go take a pitch in the, in the MLB. To get medical coverage for the rest of my life? For I, me I like how you said that because he would not actually be the one that would get called up to throw the pitch. He'd be the one that gets called up to take the pitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to get bean right in the nutsack. He's definitely a catcher. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. A fish, a lifestyle, and a haircut. Haircut. This is Mullet Over with Dave and Mahoney. Tony is joining us today for a round of Mullet Over. How you doing, Tony? I'm doing great. How y'all doing? Excellent. Do you have anyone in your life that has a mullet right now, yourself included? Uh, yeah, I do. All right. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You, you will do just fine at this game then. So the way this works, yeah, I've got I three audio so. clips. We'll play all three of them before you make your official guess. But we're going to play you these audio clips, and you have to figure out which one of the individuals has a mullet. It sounds like all of them very easily could, but only one of them does. <laughs> so a little process of elimination here. The first one is is uh, being entitled the the Sauce Boss, and this is a guy. Uh, that is kind of freaking out over paying some extra money for a side of marinara sauce at Little Caesars. Okay. Let's have a listen. So the fact that I have to pay like $2.15 for a thing of marinara sauce when I go to get my broke man's pizza at Little Caesars, it's getting ridiculous, okay? I mean, hell, pull up to any drive-thru anywhere nowadays. Need some barbecue with your chicken nuggets that'll be an extra dollar 25 sir i get it that inflation's bad out here these days but i mean it shouldn't be affecting my barbecue dog don't don't take my barbecue homie i like that he called a five dollar hot and ready a broke man's pizza if he is telling the <laughs> truth that marinara is 225 at that particular little caesar's i would riot too yeah. pitchforks man Literally, all right you're telling me 
the one ramekin of marinara is two twenty five, and I get a whole ass pizza for five bucks. For five bucks, yeah, mm. that's where they get you though. That's the, that's the upper charge. All right, so that guy, I think. You know, when you listen to it, I think there's just a possibility that he's got a mullet. Sure, possible. Sure, sure. sure. All right, let's hear the the uh, other two here. This guy goes on a rant about having ADHD and how it affects him. ADHD for me is the hyperattention to details that don't matter. I can subject hop and project hop all day long. Meanwhile, I'm driven crazy by the fact that some lights make noise and some don't. Why is it I'll have the TV volume on 40, but I can still hear the beer and the beer can fizz? Meanwhile, everyone assumes I'm deaf because they say something to me and I say, what? And midway through them repeating it is when my brain processes what they said the first time. It's just that my mind won't brain, but somehow my brain don't mind. Mm. I don't think this guy has a mullet. Okay. I feel like he is too self-aware to be rocking the mullet. And he does not sound ironic. Unless it's ironic and you're right. I think that you're no. you're spot on. He is too serious. I mean, okay. I could be wrong, but that is my gut feeling that Mr. ADHD does not have a mullet. Okay, let's listen to the final one here before Tony makes his guess and either wins or loses today. This is uh, Excavator Breathalyzer guy. Uh, this guy cannot operate an excavator unless he starts it by using his breathalyzer first. I bet you don't see this every day. My excavator won't start up unless I blow into this tube. <gasps> okay, oh now she'll goodness. start. The court mandated that that was the only way I was allowed to keep running the excavator. Brother, I think you might have a problem if you got to have to have a breathalyzer on your excavator. Hey, but shout out to your super for uh, allowing you to stay on the yeah, job. Still got the gig. All right, Tony, so only one of these individuals has a mullet. We got the sauce boss, we got Mr. ADHD, and we got the excavator breathalyzer guy. Do you have any I'm strong inclinations? Say, I'm going to say it's the sauce boss. I'm leaning that way, too. I mean, that just, the the the, the complaint that he's <laughs> that having. fits into the redneck, man. I tell you what. <laughs> I, I feel like, Tony, you, you're an authority on it as well. Like, you got a little bit of that drawl to you, which... I feel like you know your way around a mullet. So, final answer uh, for the yes. win or loss. Sauce Boss with the mullet. Is that what you're going with? Yes, sir. You nailed it. That's it. Hey, I'm a poor redneck, man. I couldn't tell. This is Dave and Mahoney. Yay! Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. Dave, oh, Dave, Dave, Dave. I need some parenting hacks, man. This job is tough. Give me some tips, bro. Message deleted. Don't have a kid when you're 18. Oh, boy. There is no easy way, man. I mean, Buddy. We, we've got four little kids, and it's just trying to survive every day. Yeah. I've, I've said this to you before, my honey, but the truest thing that was ever said to me, because, yeah, you know, everyone's got big advice for you when you're about to become a new parent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the only thing that's really stuck with me that is just so true is the years are so short and the days are so long. I, my wife and I were talking <laughs> about this the other day, uh, just how fast it's gone by. Because yeah. I remember when your first daughter was born, yeah. and it feels like a couple of years ago. Not even. Yeah, like, it just feels like not that long she's ago. seven and a half now. Yeah, that yeah. she's a person now. Yeah. Like, not just like not you know, a, ball of a goo. blob. Yeah. But, you know, she, she, like, has, she has emotions and ha- yeah, has independent thoughts. Opinions. Really annoying. Ugh. Try to stamp that out. Uh, but no, she, uh, you know, all, all of the kids are amazing, but man, there is just no book that's going to teach you anything, man. It's just, it's pandemonium. It's just life. Please leave a message after the tone. Okay, I have a little trick for cooling off. Um, if you have a deep freezer in your garage, well, if you don't get one, uh, my husband freezes a bunch of gallon jugs of water, and then he throws them in the jacuzzi, and it brings the temperature right down. I mean, you'll need more with the pool, but hey, it's an idea. You don't have to spend the money on ice. Have a great day. Message That's our friend leaders. who's always listening to us in the mornings That's when hot, she's in the jacuzzi. That is Hot Tub Lori. Okay. Thank you, Hot Tub Lori. That is excellent advice. Um, but Lori's so, living her best life. She is, man. I she, just, got, she got a deep freeze in her garage. Yeah. Her husband cools down the jacuzzi for her when it's too hot. She's hanging out listening to us first thing in the day just with a, it, from the hot tub and just calling in. I love it. It's fantastic. But we're trying to figure out how to cool down the pool because it's just so hot outside. The water yeah. temperature's gotten over 90 degrees, mm-hmm. which is just not refreshing to jump into. No, I can't imagine. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's not that pleasant. 
Um, but I didn't, I didn't tell you the rest of the story. So this past weekend, you know, the kids were kind of want to do the experiment. Let's try the ice thing because a few people had told us that would work. And I'm like, this is not, not going to work. work. Would you like <laughs> empty out the freezer? No, I went and bought 15 bags of ice. You bought 15 bags of ice? And put them into the pool. So you got, you know, 30 whatever pounds of ice that, that sure. went into the pool. It barely helped at all. But I also had some of those because I, I have like this meal prep service that sends me like breakfasts and lunches. And so, you know, you they pack like, those. You get the packed ice. ice. Like, the, like the packs of... I didn't know this. They were like kind of like goo. It's, yeah. sort of, it's like a liquid. It's like a gel. It's like yeah. a gel. And so I was like, well, these are frozen because I froze them the night before thinking, all right, we're going to cool this pool uh-huh. down and try. And ugh, you just th- gross. You threw them in the pool. Did they instantly thaw or did they, they, they leak? They, or? they thawed out pretty quick, but then I set one out of the pool and it started leaking and that stuff's like real slippery. And so feels toxic. A few of the kids almost died. It said it's not toxic <laughs> on the side, but I don't you know, believe If it says yeah. it's not toxic, I don't believe it. Yeah. That girl told us she wasn't toxic too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey guys, who's the main character right now? Is it you? Message Anybody who thinks that they are the main character are just straight up a-holes. Mahoney, are you the main character? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. You sure about that? This is the Dave and Mahoney this Show. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. So when it comes to finding scary things in your house, it's not great. Like, scorpions don't really freak me out, but my wife hates scorpions. See, my last house, I had scorpions in there mm-hmm. all the time, and... I mean, I was seeing one a month for 10 years. Missy said, I found a giant scorpion in my kitchen sink this morning. I hate them. Their stings literally feel like fire. In I've, the, I've never been hit by a scorpion. Have you? I haven't. My dad got hit in the garage yeah. on his foot mm-hmm. when he was out walking in the garage. But here's the thing. If you find a scorpion in your sink, put that bitch down to the garbage disposal. Make an example out yep. of him. Yep. Ned Starkham just put his little mm-hmm. head on a stake. Uh, Teresa said, I found a scorpion in my bed in the middle of the night. And speaking of that, Sal said, I found a tarantula in my bed before going to bed, hiding in between my pillows. Hell no. That's worse than a scorpion. A tarantula? I mean, yeah. like, I get the scorpions, like, more deadly than a tarantula, but the, just the the bigness factor yeah. of and, a... And the fact that you could probably see its eyes looking back at you from in between the pillows. So how, <laughs> of, how often... In the middle of the night, do you think there is a bug in your bed? Because it happens to me at least once a once a week, where I think there's a bug in my bed. I freak out. You I start, start ki- going, going, I start bucking kicking. and kicking, yeah. going just you know, literally buck wild in my bed, yeah. thinking that there is something that like, and I don't know if it's like psychosomatic. I don't know if it's like my leg hair rubbing up against something. Once you start thinking that you feel it, you can't stop feeling it. You got to check. And I get like phantom like pains in my feet where I feel like I got bit or stung by something. Brother, do you have diabetes? Do we need to have a talk? It's only like, it's only at night. Uh It's only like when I'm like falling asleep or Uh I've been asleep. And it feels like there's I've been stung. Is bugging, that what, or bugging. is that a sign of diabetes? I think so. Do I need to call Wilford? <laughs> I don't know if he'll answer. R.I.P. Uh, so Matt is joining us this morning. This was not a little creepy crawly bug. What did you find in your house? All right. Well, it was a snake uh, saw crawling down my hallway. And um, the funny thing, right after I took a bong toke back in the day, <laughs> some altered state of reality, I guess. And then I look in the hallway, and a snake is crawling down there. How did you react? I'm like. What the hell? And just, I mean, did you go so get anyway, it or did you just to continue a- to sit there, you stoner? <laughs> well, I sat there for a minute and then I'm like, well, I got to get this damn thing. Yeah. Just, ended oh, up just getting a stick and uh, off of the snake. Out the door. Yeah. Off of the snake, a hit from the bong. <laughs> Let's that, just chill, man. Yeah, Let's just chill. Thanks for the call today, funny. man. Appreciate you. Uh, Wesley said at my parents' former house in Gainesville, Georgia, we had an old retaining wall that was built out of railroad tiles. Uh, railroad ties, rather, and of course the heavy rains in the southeast, years of wear and tear, combined with rotting and decaying logs. I guess that created the perfect environment for a nest full of copperheads. Oh, it was discovered no. while tearing down the old wall after the uh, wall eventually collapsed in the middle of the backyard. When you talk about a nest of copperheads, nope. Mm-mm. Do not I mean like that, that is like death. That is instant death. Yeah, that's no what, that's what Indiana Jones was terrified of. Greg joining us. Hey, Greg, how you doing, man? Just get yourself a couple chickens, man. Not only do they make great pets for the kids, but they eat scorpions. But, but then I have to just let the chickens roam around the house? Like, what do you mean? They like, poop, pooping all over the house? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put the white feet on. 
And if the scorpion wins, then you could just fry it, right? Then you got you got dinner. So last night, the power went out in the entire neighborhood. Oh, really? And we got a little thing from the power company like, hey, it's probably going to be about two hours. It'll be back on at 11 o'clock. And I'm like, uh Came back on in 10 minutes, which is great. But it was one of those moments where all of us that live in this cul-de-sac thought that it was just our power. So everyone's coming outside with flashlights. And, man, I went out into my grass, and there was, like, cockroaches all over in the front yard. Well, you got there, a bunch of water out there, man. I know, man. But I was like, no wonder there's scorpions. I would be... Dude, you got to get a bug guy. This is a buffet. You got to get I a know. bug guy. Or, as uh, he said, a couple chickens. What do you think? A half dozen chickens, Greg? Is that going get, to get the job done? All right, good talk. Uh, Julie joining us. What hey. do you think the chicken to square foot ratio is for a house? Like how, how many chickens do you need to cover an entire like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. three like, quarters of an acre or something yeah, like that? Yeah. Is, do you think like uh, every like uh, 500 yeah, square feet you need one chicken? Yeah. yeah. Like eating dogs like them too. Yeah. Uh, Julie, what, uh, what did you find yeah. in your house? I found a lady, um, she thought my house was the house, the estate sale house. I was having a yard sale, and uh, I I guess our signs were too close together or something, and so she mistaken my house, and she walks in, and she's like, hello, hello, and I'm like... Oh, my God. So, yeah, that was kind of scary. Yeah, I was, uh, and you'll appreciate this story, is when I was uh, in college, we had a house that was in, you know, kind of a dumpy part of town. And, you know, we're all just a bunch of, you know, dudes that live in a a bachelor pad. And I'm sitting there watching TV one night on the couch, and some dude who is lit, uh, probably in his Mm -hmm. late 20s, early 30s, comes in, (laughs) sits down on the couch next to me, looks at me and goes, hey, man. And then picks up my bag of chips and starts eating them. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, hey, man, you got to go or I'm going to call the cops. And I look back over at him. He's like, mm. just sleeping. Was this in Minnesota, right? No, this is in Minnesota. No, only this, in Minnesota, right? No, this is in South Carolina. So this is back Gosh, when I was down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. And that's how Dave and I met. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Rand is joining us. You know how to catch scorpions. What's the trick? Well, you take duct tape, you know, our favorite tool for everything uh-huh. and you you fold it back so it's like the sticky part is sticking out yeah and you can either put it on a broom or a credit card because they can squeeze down to the size of a credit card to, to get under things <clears throat> and then you just stick them with the the roll of tape and you fold it over and they they can't get away even if you catch like a little piece of their leg or tail or something, they can't get away. Yeah, so, but are you sure? <laughs> so I'll, I'll tell you what I had in my house. I had scorpion traps. Oh, you yes, have, I've seen those. Like yeah. the, in yeah. my house, you saw them. They're like glue traps. And here's the uh, thing: yeah. the scorpion can sit there and live like for a month without moving, and it's just there. Like I hate the glue traps, oh. but it was the only thing that like yeah, kept them out work. of my front door. Yeah, yeah. And did you know? Because we studied them in college, like a million years ago, when I was in college. They have gills, and so don't flush them down the toilet because they can survive in water for, like, up to four or five hours. They have gills? Like, what in the hell, man? Dude, they are nature's <laughs> terminator. Wow. For real. Like, and thank God. crawl Turn- on ceilings. Yeah, thank God they're not the size of humans or yeah, dogs. Yeah. Like, we would be, we'd all be dead. We'd be, it'd be, it would be wrecked. It'd just be another episode of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, man. Damn scorpions. Exactly. Hey, thanks for the call today. Yeah. Appreciate you. Yeah, you bet. Ken on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Mahoney said, almost stepped on a brown recluse spider on my basement steps once. Dude, so in my new house, when I was moving in, there were two spiders in there. I called an extermination company that day to make sure that, like, I got sprayed. Because, like, I'm not going with spiders. Like, I can't believe when I lived in Missouri that I would crawl under my deck and there were always big-ass, nasty spiders down there. Like, Like, I don't know... When I became such a little bitch, but it definitely happened. <laughs> uh, uh, this one is uh, this one's from Kirk. He's joining us today live. And Kirk, this is a little different than finding a bug in your house. What was it for you? Yeah, uh, I live out in California, up in the mountains. And uh, one Sunday afternoon, I'm in the kitchen and I'm uh, cooking some spaghetti. And my dogs—I got two wiener dogs—they're out on the porch and they're barking like crazy. And I'm yelling at them to shut up, and they won't shut up. So I go out on the porch, and <laughs> these two idiots are standing there looking. Well, I notice that the back door is open, going into the kitchen. 
I walk back in the house, and here's a, here's a mama bear and a baby bear no. in my kitchen. No, 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 no. That is how you get killed, And, man. of course, the wiener dogs yeah, are barking like, hey, man, what are you doing here? <laughs> You're like, right? shut up. Like, they, you look like a actual hot dog to that bear. <laughs> you look delicious. What are you doing? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, the thing is, the dachshunds, they think they're a Doberman in a little dog suit. So you survived, obviously. Did the dogs make it out of this harrowing tale? Oh yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah, they they came in and barked. The bear, they're, you know, I, I I know enough not to get between mama and baby. No kidding. Hey man, because uh, I li- I've lived in the mountains for years. Good call, did, brother. Hey, did thanks, they steal but... your picnic basket? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did they eat all your porridge by chance? Hey, thanks for the call today, man. We yeah. appreciate you. Uh, speaking of bears, Courtney said uh, there was some construction going on at the cabin in the woods, and one of the guys that was working it came out and said that a black bear was on the roof and swiped his hard hat off of his head. Hell no. Apparently, it was the locally known black bear, and everyone knew that it was just playing, though, so nobody wanted oh, to do Oh, just playing? Like, uh, you just about decapitated me, man. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Glitz, glamour, and out-of-touch celebrities. Well, that's redundant. It's Pop Trash. I'm Dave and Mahoney. So The Rock, out here proving that he is a good guy instead of just saying it. I mean, The Rock... Yeah, I understand why some people don't like him, and it's mostly because he's so overexposed. Like, The Rock is kind of I mean, of he's everywhere. one of the most famous people on the planet at this point, for sure. So The Rock decided that he was going to put his money where his mouth is. He dropped at least a million bucks into helping working actors get through the strike that's going on right now for both SAG and AFTRA. So Courtney B. Vance, who heads up the private SAG adjacent foundation and oversees an emergency fund tied to the union, fired off a letter at the start of the strike. It essentially outlined the great need for financial assistance during the precarious time. And normally people that are at the top don't really look down and go, how can I help out, you know, my fellow athletes or actors uh-huh. or whatever it is, which is, you know, kind of one of the big reasons like we've talked about over the years why there's never a union when it comes to individualized sports like MMA because the people that are champ like I'm doing great. Yep. Like, I, I mean, I, and the I, other, I appreciate it, where I came from, and I, I I like that there's guys fighting their way up, but like me risking my livelihood is not worth. Or it. even if you see a guy who has you know stepped up and said something like uh, Francis Ngannou. Yep. You know what? Even though he's going to go get his biggest payday fighting uh, Tyson, Tyson Fury, Fury which yeah. I think I'm we're all very excited for, but. It doesn't stop. The next guy's in line in the UFC. You know, it's 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 a grinder. You know, it doesn't matter. There's always somebody willing to come in to do it and probably do it cheaper. So the Rocks people followed up saying that he wanted to donate seven figures, so at least a million bucks to the cause, which this Courtney B. Vance lady said was a historic boost, which is going to go a long way to helping a lot of striking actors, and hopefully sure. it inspires more people to do the same. You know, I mean, and here's the thing: the these actors guild things, and the it's not about the the guys like the Rock, or even we saw Brian Cranston who was out there speaking to Bob Iger and calling Bob Iger out, which is yeah. you know. Pretty bold of somebody, you know, who's a, a, a how, you know, a pretty big actor to call out the head of a uh, head of the uh, the company, but it's about the, it's about the guys who are working day in day out, you know, character actors who are parts of these shows who see literally no profit, even though they may have you know played a significant part for sure. Uh, speaking of big money, the Celtics are paying a ton of loot to Jalen Brown. Uh, he's on the Boston Celtics. If you're not that familiar with basketball, he's a guy that always wore like the black mask, yep. you know, over his face. Um, but he has just agreed to a five-year, three hundred and four million dollar extension, Damn. which is the most lucrative contract in NBA history. Five years, three hundred and four million dollars. You're talking about over sixty million dollars for the NBA a season. A season. Wow. All right. Good for you, Jalen Brown. Yeah, I mean, he is a heck of a player. I mean, 26 years old, averaged a career high, almost 27 points, seven rebounds, three and a half assists in the 67 starts last year. But when you say, oh, he started 67 times, that means that if he's making just north of $60 million a season, he's making almost a million dollars a game. Yeah, and then you that think you something. think you think about that, you know, and you think about that's way, that, that, that contract, that five-year contract's more than Michael Jordan yeah. got paid in the NBA over his entire career, and then he realized that Jordan makes that in one year, uh, the $300-plus million in one year from the residuals from the uh, deal he made with Nike. Slinging shoes, brother. Yep. Still selling. Um, and not a huge surprise here, but just kind of unfortunate because I feel like she really needs a win, but... Uh, Britney Spears' upcoming memoir, The Woman in Me, has faced 
four months of delays as a result of litigation over her claims about her former romances with two big stars, Justin Timberlake, uh, Justin Timberlake and Colin Farrell. And so she's talking about both those in the book, and I guess she's saying some things that are not uh, not so favorable to, or to both maybe of them. Tr- I mean, here's the thing, man. Like, who knows what's true at this point? Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I, you feel for Britney, and, you know, a lot of people are out here, you know, the free Britney movement, all of that. And, uh, you know, sometimes... Sometimes yeah, the I courts just, may uh, get things right. You know, like her dad something. may be a douchebag. Get rid of him. But man, like I, I worry about her. I'm I'm hoping the best for Brittany, but I am with you on that. Yep. She's uh she's not in a great spot right now. But the fact that, you know, a couple of her exes are coming out and they're, you know, taking it to court to try to stop her from publishing these stories about them. Boy, that says a lot. Mm-hmm. This is Dave and Mahoney. Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. Hi, this is Renee, and I, I don't know what this is all about. You just told me to call Yo Dummy, so I'm a dummy. Thank you. Message deleted. Yeah, so we encourage people to call the voicemail anytime if you have something nice to say, something not nice to say, or something in between. 833-YO-DUMMY, you can leave a voice message or text us anytime. We originally created the voicemail about, what was it, 16 years ago? Yeah. And it was a drunk dial line, which uh, for many years, all we did is uh, take drunk calls. And then after about three years of nothing but listening to drunks, we got real tired of that. Yeah, you're like, okay, this is not really that funny anymore. No, it's yeah. just, it's kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> and also, and I, I'm looking at myself in the mirror here, not nearly as creative, funny, and charming as I think that I am when I'm when I'm loaded. And we would get a lot of calls from people that would really think that they were charming everyone's pants off and that this thought has to be on the radio for everyone to hear. And uh, turns out it's better if it's not. It's, it's a real eye opener. When you see yourself drunk, oh, like man. not just like buzz, because like buzz, you can bring out it's a little bit of a social lubricant. But when you're like borderline blackout and you think that you're working a room and you see video of how sloppy you oh, are, you're worst. like, I never want to drink again. You know, the the thing, I mean, obviously cell phones have been one thing, but normally you're around friends and they like kind of look out for you. They're not going to be recording you when you're hammered. But you know what's what's really kind of unearthed some of that video is ring doorbell cameras. Yeah. Because, like, you get out of the Uber and you're stumbling towards your front door and you can't figure out how to open your door. Meanwhile, you're like, oh, no, I'm fine. You're like, I'm not fine. But you think about this, too, Dave. Uh, you, you, You bring up an interesting point. Like, were we the last generation of teenagers when we were teens in the 90s and early 2000s that there was no video footage yes. of us doing the worst things when we were drunk. Yes, we uh, we like, were the last ones that made it through. Like, because I can't even imagine, like, right now, because anybody who's young, even in their early 20s, knows the ramifications of a bad video getting out. Yeah. Like, you go viral, you become instant famous for all the wrong reasons. Like, I'm just curious, because, I'm you know, I don't deal with a lot of, like, Teenagers who are like 18, 19 going away to college to make bad life choices. Are they still doing that? Well, so now, now we're in this other interesting swing where it's going the other direction that if you do have embarrassing video that is shown of you, you can just claim it's a deep fake. I do like that. Yeah. <laughs> Mahoney, regarding the gym, quit falling on the termites and choking on the splinters, bruh. <laughs> have a good one. Message deleted. Man, I know. I got to do something. I'll go. I will go. How much weight are you trying to lose? How much weight am I trying to lose? For real? Yeah. Like, I'm 253 right now. Okay. So, honestly, I probably need to be in the two teens to be healthy, to be in my, like, healthy range. So, you need to lose, like, 40 pounds? I'm probably, like, 30, 35 pounds is probably where I'm at. Like, I mean, I get under, if I start getting under that, I start getting a little... uh, You look funny. But like when you're talking like heart and stuff, yeah. Like right now is start is the it's anymore and it's it's a real problem. You know what? And I think this would be really good content for the show as well. I think you should join the Marines. 
<laughs> I don't really think that. They would. I, I don't even think they would let me in the door. <laughs> but like the door's too skinny to let my fat ass in to join. Yeah, like, turn right back around. Yeah. Get on out of no, here. No, even can. the most generous recruiters like, nah. Uh, this is Dave and Mahoney. So Mahoney has a serious question, and we could use your help on it if you want to text us. 833-YO-DUMMY is that phone number. But is a Geo Tracker a classic vehicle? A historic vehicle, Dave. <laughs> That's what the license plate said. It I was did, at so, the yeah. literal worst gas station I've ever been to. And not in terms, because, like, I love quick trips. Like, I love them. Yeah. Grew up Midwest, quick trips, man. Oh, like, yeah. I ate so many damn spicy chicken sandwiches and hot dogs. And just, like, that was my, like, late night go-to food when we were out being just trash buckets. The microwavable burritos. Oh, yeah. So you roll into this gas station, and when you say it's the trashiest gas station you've ever been to, what do you mean? What makes it the trashiest have- ever? I have never seen so many broken down cars that were being worked on. There was probably 10 pumps, and seven of those pumps had cars that were broken down that people were actually doing work on. Wait, in they, the were, they were broken down at the pump? Dude, they were like doing <laughs> repairs at the pump. And like, wow. again, every time I think of like, you know, I am a, what's the word? Well, there's a lot of words, but yeah, like I like I'm like I like I'm like I'm a tough guy, or like I like I'm a man. <laughs> oh, like you're from the streets. Like, like yeah. I grew up in like the, the, the North County, St. Louis. Yeah. Like you gotta walk hard through like, the parking lot, like, dude. Yeah. I I'm just, I'm I'm so out of my element. Like it's just dudes covered head to toe in like face tattoos, <laughs> head <laughs> and, to toe like, and face and tattoos. the worst <laughs> piercings you've ever seen. Uh, and I'm you just like, along in your Tommy Bahama. And, yeah, yeah. You, you roll up and like the gas station's owned by the cartel, and you're like. um... Do you have any Trident gum? <laughs> but so the, you see all these vehicles. The, the other ones are, are are filled. So it's like I had to wait to to get gas and then like back in. It was it was it was a it was an ordeal. Yeah, sure. But I'm like I had three miles left. Like that's why I stopped where I stopped in a place in town where I'm normally just like not anywhere near. Mm-hmm. But while I was walking into this quick trip to go buy Mega Millions. Lotto tickets, which, which I totally did, did not hit last did night. Did not hit last night. Now up to nine hundred and ten billion. I I came across. I don't know if it's nine hundred and ten billion or yeah. nine hundred and ten million, <laughs> almost a billion. Close <laughs> <laughs> become an overnight trillionaire from yeah. Mega Millions. Yeah. Uh, I see a nineteen ninety Geo Tracker. Yeah, the Geo Tracker and the Suzuki Sidekick ran hand in hand. Dude, there was and something. those things were so sweet. I had a junior high teacher. That was so devastatingly handsome. I think I've told you this story before. When he announced in class that he had gotten engaged, uh-huh. because you know he's—I mean, in hindsight, you know he just looked like a man to me. But he's probably early twenties. You know, back then you back got then, married. That you got married young. He was so devastatingly handsome that when he announced that he was engaged, numerous girls started openly sobbing, and they all dropped in class. Out. And, and he's like left class. <laughs> he drove. A Geo Tracker. Oh, he was oh, just... Wow. And he, he, not only was he handsome, he was also into mountain biking, so he always had his mountain bike mounted on the back of his Geo Tracker. Hoo-wee! Look out. Dude, I will say, if you were a pretty woman back in the uh, early 90s driving a Geo Tracker and you had that... You had the uh, the soft top down. You popped the top off. I mean, literally... Summertime, yeah. hair blowing snapping. in there. <laughs> so, I was... I was... Uh, I, 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 my head was turning. My uh, first car was a Geo Storm. Do you remember those? Oh, that was, I do. Those were awful. That was like so, a, was it like a three cylinder? It was a coupe. It though. was so bad because <laughs> both me and my sister had Geo Storms. Hers was black with like a stripe on. I had a bright yellow one. We were such douches. There is no more misnamed vehicle than a Geo Storm, Storm that is yeah. zero to sixty in eighteen minutes. It's the, <laughs> wasn't the same. It was the same engine as the Geo Metro. Oh, it was yes. so bad. And mine was it was a stick shift. That was my first car. I uh, burnt the clutch up in like three weeks. You know <laughs> so, what? But you had fun though, didn't I you? I did. Yeah. Follow the Dave and Mahoney Show on social media at Dave and Mahoney. It goes to your home phone, cell phone, email, Facebook, Twitter, and home screen all at the same time. They're everywhere. Where? <laughs>